It's 1 o'clock on Saturday. Talk of Pittsburgh, 1320 WJS. Daryl Grandy here. And normally you hear different voices at this time, and uh, I'm going to let those uh, different voices talk right now. We have a motley crew assembled. This is the elephant in the room. Talk of Pittsburgh, 1320 WJS, the uh, weekly program brought to you by the Republican Committee of Allegheny County, allegheny.gop, for more information on that. And as I said, quite the motley crew here. We've got Jason Ritchie, we've got Joe Rock, we've got John Schneider. And uh, Jason, you're in the SAM seat this week. I'm going to let you take over and uh, welcome to the Talk of Pittsburgh 1320 WJS, Jason Ritchie. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And hello to everybody out there. My name is Jason Ritchie, former governor, candidate. Republican, and I'm filling in for Sam today, who had another commitment, and I am so happy uh, to be here today with Joe Rocky, the Republican uh, candidate for Allegheny County Executive. Uh, Joe, welcome to the elephant in the room. Yeah, thank you, Jason. I'm happy to be here. Well, we had a big night last night. It was the Lincoln Day dinner on Thursday. Joe, what's some of your takeaways of the, I felt the energy in the room, and just curious, as a candidate, you gave a you know, I heard you speak. I was at your introduction in downtown Pittsburgh. I thought your speech last night was fantastic. I felt the buzz around your candidacy. How did it feel from a candidate's perspective? Well, it, it was an energized room for sure. It was great to be in the room with so many, you know, Pittsburghers and beyond. We had Senator Britt, uh, who was our keynote address last night. But, you know, first off, let me acknowledge uh, Jim Roddy was honored uh, last night. Uh, and, of course, many would know that Jim is my campaign chair. But even more importantly, Jim was the first county executive. And so Jim was honored for his many years of service to the Republican Party and to Allegheny County. And so congratulations to Jim. The room was spectacular. I personally really appreciated the standing ovation uh, after my remarks. And, uh, you know, we'll talk through today. Day, some of the things that are going on in the county, I'm sure. And, you know, inherently those remarks will come out again uh, one way or another. But uh, excited about the opportunity to be a Republican representative uh, running for Allegheny County Executive and was incredibly pleased with the turnout last night, all the engagement from everybody in the room. And again, most importantly, uh, you know, the standing ovation I got after my remarks, which I think demonstrated the support that the Rocky campaign has at this point. Yeah, when I ran for governor, I hit all different communities in Allegheny County. And I'm hearing from people, they are excited about your campaign. One only has to look at the newspaper. We've seen 50,000 job losses just in the last five years, more than any other county in Pennsylvania, more than any other county in Ohio. 12,000 people left Allegheny County just in the last year alone, which is a continuation of a decline that's been going on ever since we've had this one-party democratic system in the county. And maybe you can tell the folks kind of what you're telling in a speech about how a Joe Rocky administration is going to turn around some of these awful trends that we're seeing in our county. Yeah, so Jason, that's great. I I, I will start, though, by saying that, you know, I'll just use one of those statistics. 50,000 jobs lost in Allegheny County, while the rest of Pennsylvania grew 150,000 jobs, and all of Ohio is growing. And so at some point, you have to ask yourself, you know, how can everybody around me be growing? And I am not. And you have to acknowledge, it's me. It's Allegheny County. It's our policies. It is this single party role that we've had for the last 20 years, putting in policies which are standing in the way of businesses wanting to be here and businesses wanting to come here. And so we have companies leaving Western Pennsylvania and we have companies not coming to Western Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, they are going elsewhere, right? We know Ohio has just, you know, as one example, acquired the, a, a huge chip operation. Uh, it's a $3 billion investment going into Columbus. You know, 
Pittsburgh needs to be in the middle of those conversations and needs to have the opportunity to win those things. We also know that, you know, U.S. Steel wanted wanted to open a facility here in Allegheny County. It would have been a $1.3 billion facility having thousands of jobs at it. So not only the build of a $1.3 billion facility, which creates incredible employment, uh, but also the long-term effect of thousands of jobs inside the facility once open. And Allegheny County could not get it through the approval process. And U.S. Steel headquartered here in Pittsburgh wanted to bring that business home to their own, you know, corporate headquarters and inevitably decides that after so long trying to fight to get it ready, to get it going, to get it through the approval process, that it's going to go to Arkansas. And so it's going to Arkansas. And the comment that's been made to me is it will be built before Allegheny County would have actually approved being able to put a shovel in the ground. And so that's the world we're operating in. And I would just tell you, that is us. And so what do we need to do about that? Well, very first thing we need to do is we need to look around our county and find the places which we can make pad ready. And by pad ready, what I mean is we've got all the permitting. We've done all the remediation on that particular location. We've got it set up so that a company that wants to come here, it is ready to go. They can drop their facility right on it. Yes, they'll have some approvals of the specifics of their facility, the specifics of their business, but there won't be work that has to be done around the ground itself. So getting sites pad ready. The second thing we have to do is we have to leverage the the infrastructure bill. So, you know, President Biden passed the infrastructure bill, uh, was supported by both Democrats and, and Republicans go through Congress. We need to fight for our piece of that infrastructure bill to build the roads and build the infrastructure around those pad ready sites. So when a company comes again, the last thing that has to happen is they need to put their facility up. We streamline getting the facilities, you know, the preparation for the facility ready for them. And then the second thing and most important thing we have to do is we have to clean up our permitting process so that instead of it being 300 days from the time they decide they want to come to they can actually start building their building, we got to narrow that down. There are other places that are doing things in 60 days. We may not get to 60 days, but you're not competitive at 300. And so those are just some quick things. You know, basically get the land ready for them, get the roads ready for them coming in and clean up the time it's going to take them to get actually up and running by cleaning up the permitting process. And if I can, Jason, I'll just throw one other thing out there. Then we got to go sell ourselves, right? By the way, we don't wait to sell ourselves till all this stuff is ready. I've told people, and I, I guarantee you I will do this. In my first year in office, I will be in 100 corporations around this company selling Allegheny County, talking to them about why their next expansion, or maybe even their current facility, could be moved to Allegheny County as a place for them to do business. And that opportunity for us, if we sell ourselves, if we take advantage of the resources we have, we get ready for them to come, we can actually turn the tide of population loss and job loss here in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah, I could not agree with you more, Joe. And just to pick up on your reference on the U.S. Steel, when I was running for governor, I got a chance to meet with Governor Hutchinson of Arkansas, and we talked about it. And as many of the listeners in the Mon Valley, you know, listen up, because U.S. Steel not only wanted to expand their steel operations and create more jobs, they wanted to make that plant more environmentally friendly from an air a quality component. And the Democrats in Allegheny County, this was a county issue, would not pass, as, as Joe correctly mentioned, the permitting process. 
And what Governor Hutchinson said, it was like, you know, this is a billion-dollar investment. You know how many billion-dollar investments there are in the United States of America? Not many. And he told me it was like taking candy away from a baby. I literally, as you said, said, I promise them you will be done with your project in Arkansas before you even get the permit approvals from Allegheny County. And what I'm hearing from you, Joe, is this is exactly the type of problem that's leading to our population loss and our job loss. Ed, Jason, I, I said it a second ago, I'll say it again. We have to look at, it's us. When everybody else around us can grow, when everybody else is acquiring jobs, we know around the country, companies are looking to onshore their supply chain because of what they learned in the pandemic about having a supply chain that's spread around the world. And so they want to onshore. They're looking for places to put their factories, put their operation. And we are uniquely qualified to take advantage of that. That said, that opportunity is only going to last a couple of years. They're going to pick their sites. They're going to go to those places. And those communities are going to benefit from those jobs. And that population that comes with those jobs, those families that come with those, those jobs. If we miss our window, and as we said, we've already missed part of the window with the chip facility, with the U.S. Steel, and the many other things that are going on. You know, Currently, right now in Allegheny County, I can't speak to a single large-scale project that is going on the exception of what's going on at the airport, which is us doing things for us, right? I can't think of a, a significant third-party investment that's coming into this town right now to expand ourselves. With that said, I'll correct myself and say the FNB building going up in downtown, uh, you know, Vince DeLee, I compliment Vince for what he's doing there and his leadership in, in putting that facility up. But there's very little going on, and we're not necessarily bringing business from other places to our county, and that's what we need. Yeah, and and to that point, and I was reading, you know, the FNB, and I think there's one other development in the entire county. And Democrats have increased development fees since uh, the new mayor has taken office by two thousand percent, which is discouraging development in Allegheny County, which is the Democratic proposal. And that that's a perfect lead-in to the fact that you just did a debate with Work Pittsburgh, and you got to take on all of the Democratic uh, primary opponents that are going to run for Allegheny County Executive. Maybe you could tell the audience a little bit about that debate. And what do the Democrats say about the lack of development and these huge fees and the lack of permanent approval? Did you hear anything that surprised you? So first off, Jason, I, it's interesting listening to the Democrats. Again, single party rule. They tend not to talk about the problems. They tend not to offer solutions that are different than what they were doing yesterday. And so you know, I'll talk about what I talked about in that room. You know, in Western Pennsylvania, we have several strategic advantages that we need to capitalize on and take advantage of. The first is that we have clean natural gas under our feet. Wherever you are in the county, there is an abundance of gas right underneath your feet. We're proving that with the airport project where we're basically rebuilding our airport and creating opportunity for incubation uh, companies inside the space. We're actually creating a fuel source to fly planes, and we're doing it all by leveraging natural gas, innovative technology, and we're doing it all at no taxpayer expense. So we know how to do it, right? So what we need to do for corporations and what we need to do in this county is leverage the natural gas. It gives a company a guarantee of abundant and relatively cheap clean energy. And so, you know, that is resource one. Resource two is 
We have an abundance of water in Western Pennsylvania. You certainly hear, you know, on the West Coast and, and Southwestern United States, the need for water. The Colorado River is going to be rationed. President Biden just came out this week. We're, we're going to ration the Colorado River. You know, we have an opportunity to sell to companies in Southwestern United States that then come to Western Pennsylvania. They'll have an abundance of energy and they'll have ample water. They will never be told you need to shut your plant for the month of August because we don't have the water flow to support industry during that month. That is an example of when I say I'm going to go out and talk to 100 companies and talk about the value of Western Pennsylvania, Southwestern uh, United States is exactly one of the places I'll be sitting and talking to people about why they should come here. Abundant energy, abundant water. Just to give you an example of you know, the impediments that the Democrats are, are bringing. You know, there was a very simple question asked by Bill Flanagan, who was the moderator of the event. He, he simply said, okay, by a show of hands, which ones of you would ban fracking in Allegheny County? And every major Democratic candidate raised their hand and said, I would ban fracking. Well, let me just tell you, Joe Rocky's hand did not go up. I am not going to ban fracking. And by the way, banning fracking is not only stopping fracking in the future, It's stopping what's going on already. And without a doubt, the use of natural gas, the leverage of natural gas in Western Pennsylvania has been the biggest wealth creator, employment creator over the course of the last decade plus. There's nothing else going on in this county that has created more jobs or more wealth than leveraging what's underneath our feet. So, you know, we're up against a party that actually is anti-business, is actually doing things which will not only prevent us from getting new business, it's going to push other businesses out of our area. Yeah, and let's let's talk a little bit about the natural gas. And this is one of the things Senator Britt brought up at the Lincoln Day dinner is that, and for listeners that don't know, we have an ocean of natural gas under Allegheny County. And, and one of the points she made is, as a senator from Alabama, is that our country is depending on Pennsylvania and Allegheny County to unleash the potential of this natural gas. I think she called us the Saudi Arabia of natural gas. And yet here we are. We are so blessed to have this natural resource, a natural resource that if we unleashed it, we could bring taxes down, bring jobs in and bring population back. And you're telling us from the debate, Democrats have no interest in any of that. So not just me. I mean, it's written in the Post-Gazette. So if anybody's questioning this, it says right in the Post-Gazette that, you know, all the leading Democrats raised their hand and said they would not, uh, they would ban fracking in Allegheny County, which is just scary. And, you know, Jason, just to go a little bit global for a second, you know, in 2000, the three largest natural gas reserves that were accessible in the world were in Russia, Iran, and Iraq. You know, that's a part of the world that we've historically struggled with, those those three countries, right? You know, the three largest natural gas reserves in the world today, it starts with the United States. If you took Pennsylvania as an, uh, its own separate entity, we have the second largest natural gas reserve in the world because of the technology that is being used now to leverage that natural gas. And so, you know, Pennsylvania which is a very short trip to Europe, could easily solve the gas crisis that Europe has. Europe is still receiving natural gas from Russia, right? Even though they're at war with Russia, we're at war with Russia in the Ukraine. And yet we in Pennsylvania, we could provide all of the natural gas that Europe needs 
by simply having a liquefying natural gas facility and shipping it directly over to Europe and uh, providing the entire continent with more natural gas than Russia could provide them. Just out of Pennsylvania. That's the opportunity if we don't stand in the way of ourselves. And by the way, it's not a question of whether that is environmentally right or wrong. Europe is going to use the natural gas. While there's a transition to green energy, for the next 20 years, they're going to use natural gas. Would you rather have the wealth created by that natural gas be Pennsylvania wealth or Putin wealth? I mean, that's the options we have in front of us. And yet, you know, the quick answer is I'm going to ban natural gas drilling here in Western Pennsylvania. That's what the Democrats said. And so, you know, this is not just the right thing to do for our own economy. It's the right thing to do for the safety of the world to leverage the resources we have underneath our feet. Yeah, there's no question. And even if you look at it, would you agree, Joe, from an environmental perspective? You know, we're in a transition period to green energy. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what natural gas could do to help improve the environment, even right here in the air in Allegheny County. So let me start with, over the course of the last 20 years, natural gas has led to a bigger reduction in greenhouse gases in the United States than any other activity that has gone on. Wind and solar have contributed a small bit to our reduction in greenhouse gases. But the number one thing that has led to 90 plus percent of the reduction in greenhouse gases in the United States of America is the use of natural gas instead of coal in the electrical power plants. So with that as a starting fact, every job we take from China that we bring to Allegheny County and that we produce the energy that makes that plant work with natural gas, we make the world greener because we're taking away from coal-fired plants in China. By the way, China to this day is still building coal-fired plants every year because they have coal in their environment. So in their hills, they're digging up the coal and using it. They're not going to stop doing that until we start producing things in our own backyard using natural gas. So if you are environmentally conscious then the thing to do is to leverage the resource that is the cleanest and available to us. Again, I'm not opposed to solar and I'm not opposed to wind, but they there is a runway to get those systems built. By the way, those systems actually won't value or work, work in Western Pennsylvania the way they will in other parts of the country. So, you know, here's what I know. If you put up a solar panel in Arizona or a solar panel in Alabama, where, where uh, Senator Britt's from, or you put up one in Western Pennsylvania, cost about the same amount of money to put that panel up. They operate for about the same amount of time. The only issue is, is in those two other places, they produce three times as much electricity. So that means the electric costs are going to be a third in Arizona and Alabama to what they are here. So even if we went all solar, if tomorrow morning I turn a switch and everything would be solar, we would not win in Western Pennsylvania. But we can't go all solar and we can win in Western Pennsylvania by using natural gas, which is the bridge to a alternative source of energy that may or may not actually show up over the next 30 years. Now, I want to transition a little bit uh, to another issue. The idea of unleashing our natural gas potential, as you mentioned in the airport, is a way for the county to generate new revenue instead of continuing to tax our county residents to death. And, you know, when I ran for governor, the one issue that comes up time and time again, and every potential voter in Allegheny County knows it, is that the property taxes, when you put school, county, and local together, are some of the highest in the entire country. And if any listener doesn't believe it, 
you can see what's going on in Cranberry. You can see what's going on right across the border in Washington County. And you can just see our population numbers leaving. In a rocky administration. And the other thing, too, not only is it pushing population away, but you hear, Joe, horror stories of senior citizens who are on fixed income who have lived in their home their entire life. They've paid off their mortgage, but they can't even afford the property tax bills. And I know as county exec, you don't have all the power in the world to wave a magic wand to just get rid of it. But can you give voters in Allegheny County some of the things a rocky administration would do to alleviate this incredible burden that's harming our senior citizens and tampering down our potential future development? Yeah. So Jason, you know, it starts with growth, right? And so, you know, one of the reasons why the burden inside Allegheny County feels like it's growing is because there's less people working and there's less people living here. And so, you know, we still have the same quantity of roads. We still have the same quantity of activities that we do to serve those in need in the county that the county offers support for. We still have the same number of school districts, right, which is a big part of where property taxes go. And so at the end of the day, when the population declines, when the quantity of jobs declines, then the people who are there to pay the taxes, you know, it, it has to go up for them or you know, would have to close schools and would have to reduce. And we're, we haven't been doing those things. And so, you know, the first thing to do is to bring prosperity back to the county, grow the population, grow the employment base, grow the tax base by bringing in industry, which will pay disproportionate taxes. If I, if I go back to, you know, having pad-ready sites, you know, when you have a pad-ready site, what that means is you had a piece of land that was not being utilized, which guess what? There were no taxes being paid on that piece of land either. When you create the ability for a company to come sit down on that site, it begins with they're going to start paying taxes on a piece of land that wasn't paying taxes before. That reduces the burden on every other taxpayer because now there's a higher revenue source inside of the county to help fund the total expenses of the county. And so that's number one. Number two is, you know, the leveraging of the natural gas to do other things that support the county. So you know, we know that, you know, we are actually leveraging the gas under Deer Lakes Park. We do not have any facilities in Deer Lakes Park. We don't touch the roads in Deer Lakes Park. You know, one of the joys of natural gas drilling is, is, you know, you can go down here, but you're touching, you know, three miles to your right and three miles to your left, right? And so the opportunity to leverage the county assets that we have in terms of property that we own and not necessarily put put facilities on those properties. And I would not propose to do that. And, you know, it it is not the right thing to do to put one of these facilities in one of our parks, but to put one of them around one of our parks that actually gets the natural gas out of our parks, that the county is being paid for that revenue as we are at the airport. We're leveraging all the land on the airport to draw out the natural gas and the county's got a revenue stream coming from it that, as I said, is funding the airport expansion as we speak. So there are resources that can be utilized, which will lead to tax revenues, which could create the opportunity for the county to reduce the burden on others, uh, particularly, as you said, those on fixed incomes who've been paying their taxes for 40 years. Yeah. And Joe, those are excellent points in terms of growth, in terms of you wanting to use the natural resources, the natural advantages Allegheny County has, and the Democrats don't. They want to continue on the same one-party rule over and over again. And it is my hope that 
we see what's happening in Allegheny County and that the voters are ready for change. Because as you noted, that as people continue to leave, taxes have to continue to come up to pay for the same roads, the same schools. And it can if we don't do something, if we don't elect a Joe Rocky as our Allegheny County executive, that's going to continue to spiral over time. And it needs to, we need change and we need it now. So tell As we go into our first break, tell our listeners, if they're ready for change, if they're ready to turn the trajectory of Allegheny County around, and they want to get involved in the Joe Rocky campaign, or they want to donate to the Joe Rocky campaign, how do they do it? So Jason, the the thing I would ask everyone to do is go to VoteRocky.com. Very simple, and it's R-O-C-K-E-Y. I only spell it because it's a little bit unusual if you haven't seen it in writing, but VoteRocky.com. From there, you can learn a little bit more about me in terms of my background, et cetera. Uh, You can also, you know, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. There's access to all of those, or you can Google those yourself or get directly to them via those sites. But on all those sites, there's an ability to to donate and show support. And if I could just make an offer, the, the demonstration of support is really, really important right now, because when the Democrats do decide coming out of their primary, their single candidate, People are going to look to say, is the Rocky candidacy viable? And one of the ways they will judge the viability is how much support we've got. Not just dollars, but how many people have stood behind the candidacy. And so even if you give just $5, you'll count in that number of people who've already stepped forward and said, I think we need change. We need a different direction. We need to move this county forward as opposed to backwards. We need to grow our population instead of shrinking it. We need to grow jobs instead of shrinking jobs. And so just a $5 donation is your demonstration that you support that, and that will be very powerful to send to the rest of the county that we are viable and that we're going after it. By the way, you're welcome to give a lot more than five because it is a financial challenge as well. Yeah. You know, and I believe that reporting deadline is April 30th. Is that uh, correct? That is correct. Yep. So April 30th, everybody. Get your donations in and sign up to volunteer because we need people going door to door and spread the word that Joe Rocky is here and he's going to change the trajectory of Allegheny County. The midterm elections are in the rearview mirror and now it's time to start finding great school board candidates for 2023. Convince the right candidates to run using the Get Elected app for easy to understand voter data and analysis, canvassing tools and more. Visit getelected.org and show them the path to victory. Get elected campaign with confidence welcome back everybody this is jason ritchie former governor candidate uh in the elephant in the room and i am here with allegheny county executive candidate joe rocky a republican who is here and he has proclaimed that he is ready to bring change to allegheny county he is here to bring growth he is here to bring jobs and uh that's going to bring happiness uh, to everybody in the county. Joe, welcome back to segment two. Thank you, Jason. Happy to be here. So Joe, um, one of the things that I love about you, one of the things that I ran on, is you're not a career politician. You are. You've you've raised your family here. Uh, you are an outsider coming in. You're, you're sick of government as usual in Allegheny County. And so as an outsider, you know, one of the things that I running sort of in the same thing is, you know, you could talk, we talked a lot about policy in the first segment, but boy, when I would put a um, picture of my family or something like that on Facebook, you'd get all these clicks and everything. And, you know, as someone that's running, you know, for the leader of Allegheny County, what I'm hearing is a lot of people want to know about you. They want to know about your family. 
Uh, they want to know about you know your job history and so forth, where you grew up. Could you give the listeners a little bit, maybe open the door a little bit, let them know, uh, tell them who, who is Joe Rocky? So, uh, Jason, that's a great question, and I'll begin by just saying, you know, I'm a kid who grew up on the north side of Pittsburgh. My father was a union Democrat, who today I know would be sitting right here with the same beliefs that I have. We had some challenges as a family growing up. My father got sick when I was five and was unfortunately unable to go back to work. And I saw the difficulties that come with the economic challenges. Uh, you know, I had five brothers and sisters, and my mother actually went back to work in her 40s uh, at a minimum wage job to, to help support the family. And, you know, we all came together. My parents believed that education was critically important. So they focused on, you know, making sure we all took the time to learn, made sure we went to school, we paid attention in school, and did the work you had to do when you got home to be successful at school. Uh, I ultimately went to North Catholic High School, and at North Catholic, I actually paid my own way through school, simply because my dad felt it was the right place for me to go, but he didn't have the financial support. So, you know, back in the day, you could have a part-time job and make the $1,000 it cost to go to North Catholic. What, what did you do? Uh, so I did a multitude of things. I worked at a betting store. I was the produce man at a very small supermarket uh, on the north side that actually Coons Markets today has grown into a very, very big uh, organization. But as a high school student, I would be the person who wrapped the produce at the first Coons Market on the north side of Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I ultimately got an internship at Mellon Bank as, as, as part of some of the things I did through my college and high school years. Uh, and so uh, multitudes of jobs. I started First off, shoveling walks as a, as a very young kid and ultimately being a newspaper uh, delivery kid, as, as many were uh, back in the day, that doesn't happen anymore for you. Young folks out there, there are no newspapers being delivered to the doors. Uh, but so, you know, went to Duquesne and came out of Duquesne and ended up, I became a CPA uh, working for Ernst & Young and ultimately ended up uh, spending the last 25 or so years of my career at uh, PNC, culminating as being PNC's chief risk officer and executive committee member uh, for you know the last six and a half years of my time at PNC. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very enjoyable career. I'm very happy with my career, uh, but I didn't retire uh, to quit working. It's it's you know my a view that I should give back to the area uh, where I grew up. And I've been doing that for a very long time. You know, over the course of my adult life, I've been the president and chair of the Ronald McDonald House of Pittsburgh. Uh, I am the chair of St. Joseph's House of Hospitality, which serves 60 men an evening, uh, giving them a place to stay. Uh, but for the building, they would probably be homeless. Uh, I am uh, on the board of the Little Sisters of the Poor. I'm on Duquesne University's board. Uh, I was PNC's lead on the building of Second Avenue Commons, which was the new homeless shelter uh, that got built in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, I've been active and engaged throughout my entire uh, adult life, giving back to the community. And I view becoming county executive as my opportunity to do that in a much more significant way uh, to impact the lives of the 1.3 million people in Allegheny County. Uh, I do have a lovely family, and I won't miss the chance to, to tell you about them as well. I have three beautiful children. They are all married. They all live in Allegheny County, and I have five absolutely gorgeous grandchildren. And, you know, this is all for me about the future of Allegheny County, to create opportunities for my grandchildren, for your grandchildren, for your children, that they have a future here in Allegheny County and don't have to go to Charlotte or Tampa or Atlanta to find a job. Wow, that's fantastic. A lifelong Pittsburgher 
and that wants his grandkids uh, to have opportunity to stay right here. How long have you been married? I married Diana. Jeez, big miss there, not mentioning Diana. I, I married Diana when I was uh, 22 years old. We've been married ever since. Uh, could not be happier. Well, that's really, you see how I caught that for you. you yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, you know, being an executive of PNC is arguably one of the great institutions. Uh, I personally even I worked as a uh, teller, uh, summer teller for them uh, back in the day when I was putting myself through school. How do you see your executive experience at PNC? How is that going to translate for, you know, your job as an Allegheny County executive? And what should voters know about that? And so the first thing you should know, PNC has about 60,000 employees. And when you're the chief risk officer, every single employee can incur risk. So while I had directly in my organization about 1,400 people, we actually were influencing all 60,000 people in what they do. Uh, But throughout my career at PNC, I was viewed as a problem solver. So I moved around the organization before ultimately becoming chief risk officer. You know, every year or two, I would get a new role inside the company. Everything from, I ran our branch network at one point, which at the time had 7,000 people working in it. By the way, the county has 7,000 people working in it. You know, I was uh, the lead on several of our acquisitions where we were buying other institutions and bring them into PNC. So when I talk about, I'm going to go visit a hundred companies around the country, and I'm going to talk about the importance of, of what Allegheny County can bring to them and sell Allegheny County. One of the things I was doing as, as PNC's lead, after we would buy an institution, I was the front guy who would go and sit in that location for the year it took us to, to integrate. And I was selling Pittsburgh and PNC to the employees and the customers of that institution so that they would join us and our opportunity to grow. So, you know, I talk from an experience set of when I knock on the door of a company and and the CEO and want to talk to them about Western Pennsylvania, I've been talking up Western Pennsylvania for a very, very long time. And, you know, uh, I'm prepared to go have that executive to executive conversation where I'm going to understand what their challenges are and what they're trying to accomplish when they are looking to run their business and what they desire in a community when they're trying to run their business. And so, Jason, I, I think there's a real parallel to, to the two. The last thing I will tell you is, you know, when I talked to Rich Fitzgerald, Rich said, every day is different. So every day something can happen in the county and, you know, you're you're the leader of the county, so it's your job to make sure you take care of whatever issues grow up or, or you know, happen to pop up around the county. Well, that's what the chief risk officer does for a large financial institution. Every day something happens inside 60,000 people and millions of customers, and it has to be addressed. And, you know, as the chief risk officer, you're involved in those tough conversations about how to fix and resolve problems. You mentioned uh, as the PNC executive, you were involved in the construction of the skyscraper uh, downtown, uh, which is... Well, right the homeless shelter. Oh, the homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And obviously PNC has its headquarters right downtown, including the new skyscraper, which is right next to where I work at the k Gates building. And I've been going downtown for 27 straight years. And I can say that under the current democratic regimes, I have never seen downtown like it is at has been. A few weeks ago, or I'd say a month ago, came into work. I heard boom, 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 boom. Look out my window, and there's a guy gunned down, broad daylight, right in the middle of the downtown last night, walking to the Lincoln Day dinner. Clearly gang hanging out. I walked right through. People smoking weed right at the bus stop. Uh, 
I have never seen downtown as bad as it is. Could you explain for the listeners the impact that has on business, the impact that has on Western Pennsylvania, and what what can a Rocky administration do to bring about safety and security to the people of Allegheny County? Yeah, so I actually believe government's first and primary job is safety and security. It is the responsibility of government to make sure that we can leave our homes, we can go where we want to go, and we can feel safe along the way. And when that breaks down, as it has in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, it, it puts all opportunity at risk. If, if somebody is at their home and they're considering coming downtown for a ball game or a show, and they pause and say, really, you know, I read about this happening, or I read about that happening, or I saw this on the news, and they don't come. That destroys your downtown. You know, Jason, I'll tell you a story that was shared with me, which scares the, the heck out of me. Um, a restaurant owner in downtown, and I won't tell you the name or the restaurant, uh, said that four juveniles walked into his store, walked into his restaurant, started taking food off the plate of his paying customers, picking up their glasses and taking drinks out of their glasses, walking around his restaurant. And he's in a place where he's at his wit's end as to how he stops that, right? You can't necessarily confront them in the moment, right? There's limited police in downtown, despite us talking about putting more police in downtown. And so we have a real problem, and it is getting worse when people are doing things that are so blatantly wrong that none of us would have ever done, and yet they're happening. And when you let them happen, they will happen even more and more because you're sending no indication that it's bad behavior. And so the things that I think we need to do, right off the top, we need to have a juvenile rehabilitation center. Closing the juvenile rehabilitation center was a mistake. We need to hold our juveniles accountable for the things that they do. We need to, you know, give them the appropriate rehabilitation associated with it, but we can't be ignoring it. You know, another story that, that is, has happened inside is, you know, the judges are in a position where because there's no juvenile detention center, they have to release the kids with an ankle bracelet on. And of course, everyone has heard the story of the young man who tried to shoot another young man, right? The gun jams. He goes, obviously, in front of a judge. The judge has one option. He puts an ankle bracelet on him. That same young man, two weeks later, wearing the ankle bracelet, goes and finds the the 18-year-old and shoots him and kills him. So we have two lives destroyed because we didn't intervene, right? We were We could not effectively intervene. And so... You know, we need to have a juvenile rehabilitation center. We've got to figure the jail out. The jail has way too much noise associated with it. Those are both county responsibilities. And we need to support the city with the services that are necessary to help the homeless get off the street. Many of those services are offered by the county. Psychiatric services, other health and rehabilitation services, drug and alcohol, et cetera. Those are all county-run services that we have to bring to bear to downtown to clean up our center city so that people want to be here. That, that is fantastic. And those are the kind of things that I hope the voters are listening for, that Joe Rocky's bringing solutions to key problems that we're having. Now, we are on a show called The Elephant in the Room. And one of the things 
when I ran for governor that disheartened me the most is I would reach out to Democrats for financial contributions, for support, including just a personal story, a lawyer who was one of my mentors at K&L Gates. Uh, I looked up to him as a father figure, and he said, you know, Jason, I just can't because you're a Republican. And I hear that sentiment throughout Many Democrats and independents are repulsed by Donald Trump or what happened on January 6th. Many are repulsed by Doug Mastriano, who, you know, took positions when he ran for governor. There's no exceptions to abortion and many extreme positions on social issues. How can a Joe Rocky, because you're going to need independents and Democrats to pull off this change that this county needs. How does a Joe Rocky engage with Democrats and independents to bring together the coalition necessary to win to make Joe Rocky the next Allegheny County executive? So, Jason, it it starts with uh, we need to look forward, right? Things that have happened in the past in prior elections, they happen. They're they're beyond us. One of the things we all learn when you're coaching sports or playing sports is is – whether you won or lost the game on Friday night, on Saturday morning, you started preparing for the next game. And you didn't spend a whole lot of time celebrating or remorsing what you lost. You looked at, hey, I got to go win next week. And the way that we need to look forward, the entire county, is to look forward and to pick the best candidate that will do the most for our county. You know, Politics, they often say, is local, but yet we let our country be run by, our politics be run on global issues and on countrywide issues. And I would ask every voter to focus on what is best for my backyard, what is best for Allegheny County. And I believe passionately, if they look at this election, forget the R's and forget the D's, who is the best candidate? for Allegheny County's future, they will land on Joe Rocky and that they will see that the future governed by someone who is going to bring practical, common sense solutions and will get them implemented is what we need as our county executive. You know, it's great to have these big visions. It's great to have, like, well, it's not necessarily great if they're ideological West Coast visions. That's not going to be the future of Allegheny County. But having said that, Whatever the idea is, it has to be implemented. And throughout my professional career, I have been the implementer. You know, I was put into the challenging points at PNC because change was necessary. And then I led the change, right? Nobody asked me what my political affiliation was. They asked what was the solution and how were we going to get it implemented? And I would ask the voters of Allegheny County to think the same way. And I passionately believe that Allegheny County is a very practical you know, population, that what we want is solutions that can be implemented that can make our lives better, make our children's future better, make our grandchildren have an opportunity to have a future in this county. And if you look at it from that lens and you forget all of what's going on in Washington, just focus on what's best for Allegheny County, then you'll land on Joe Rocky as your candidate. That is fantastic. And I, I hope 
that uh, to the extent this broadcast you know gets the Democrats and independents that they give you a, a fair look because I I know you you're you're and I think when you uh, announce you know I'm in the middle uh, politically and we need someone in the middle that can bring coalitions together and speaking of bringing coalitions together one of the things that Republicans are maybe criticized for or haven't done a good job is reaching out to the African-American community, Hispanic community, the Asian community, uh, to people that are in this urban core. What can a Joe Rocky uh, campaigner uh, and as executive, what is your message to these communities of why they should pay attention to your campaign and why they should want a Republican Joe Rocky to be leading this county. So, Jason, I'll start by saying just this past Wednesday, I was at Duquesne High School for a meeting with uh, the the individuals of that region, Mon Valley region, uh, and the topic was the the BIPOC issues, which BIPOC is Black and Indigenous, you know, people of color, and so uh, the whole conversation was about how to improve the lives of the the african-american population here in allegheny county and it starts from me by saying that we need to create jobs if you are in the mon valley you have been hearing from the same democrats over the last 25 years about you know what they're going to do for you how things are going to change and over those 25 years your quality of life has deteriorated every single year so your choices are going to be you know Elect someone who is going to bring to your your community an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for an improvement of the quality of life in and around where you live today, or to listen to the same promises that for the last 25 years have delivered nothing but a decline and a decay in your own backyard. And so when I talk about bringing jobs, when I talk about pad-ready sites, boy, the place for the pad-ready sites is the Mon Valley. Right, And the place for the jobs is the Mon Valley. And that's where we need to focus our time and attention. And so I can't, you know, I've shared a little bit of my life story. I've had some challenges. You know, I've leveraged county services. I've shopped with food stamps as a child, right? I can't say that I know the life experience of anyone else in this county, whether they're black, brown, white, what have you. But what I know is that if we work hard If we sell this county, if we bring jobs to this county, your environment will improve. Your location, your community, they will all get better. I have made the commitment in the first six months of my administration, I will visit every single municipality in this county and ask them what do they need to improve the prosperity of the people who live in that community. And I will do my everyday challenge to work towards bringing prosperity to every community with a disproportionate focus to those communities that have struggled the most. Let's talk about a different uh, constituency that is critical here in Allegheny County. And you had mentioned that your father was a union man. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, Pittsburgh's obviously a headquarters for unions. Perhaps one would argue the center of our country in terms of a union movement. Unions, historically... Have voted Democratic. They've given a lot of money, including to some of your Democratic primary opponents. 
Speak to the union everyday hardworking man or woman that's out there about why they should not just vote Democratic, but but consider Joe Rocky and, and how it is in their best interest to do so. So my, my father was in the UAW. And when he got sick again when I was five, if not for the union, you know, it would have been even worse than it was for, you know, his six children and my mother. And so I am a strong supporter that unions are important. They matter in our county. They matter in our country. We should not stand in the way of, you know, them negotiating and doing the right things by the people who are doing the work. And so I'll start with that. And if you are in a union, you know, thank you for your hard work. And, you know, I believe that what I'm talking about, which is growth, which is prosperity, that accrues to you and your union. That creates jobs for you and your union. That creates a future for you and your union. And so when you think about, you know, the future of Allegheny County, if we continue to lose jobs and population, the unions themselves will get smaller as well. The opportunities for the unions will get smaller. So I would ask you, look at the candidates. And which one do you believe will do the most for Allegheny County, the most for the future of Allegheny County, and has a respect for you and has a respect for what you do every day, which is the hard work which moves our county forward? Fantastic. And we have four minutes left. And I'd like just to give you an opportunity right now in the elephant in the room. Simply tell, if you can spend two minutes, why should people get to your website and vote and get involved and call their friends and start texting to get out and support Joe Rocky. So, you know, it starts with every individual in this county should look at themselves and they should look at their family and they should ask a simple question. Do I want better than I have today or do I want to continue down a path which is actually going to make it worse for me and worse for my family and worse for my community? And the path that we're on The path that has gone on for 20 plus years and it's actually accelerating is the path you are choosing if you vote for for my opponents. The path I am offering is a future where your prosperity, your family's prosperity, and your children's future, etc., will all be going in a different direction. You will have more opportunity. You will have a brighter future in and around you if you choose me because I am coming here to improve the county to focus on growth, to focus on making everyone's life better. And in doing so, that will create job growth, population growth. It'll create tax revenue growth, which allows us to take care of those most in need. You know, we need to focus on crime. We need to focus on homelessness. Those all require revenue to do that. And so what we need is a pro-growth government that is improving the county and looking towards the future as opposed to a declining environment, which is what we have lived through for an extended period of time. So I would ask people, get engaged, get behind your own future by getting behind the Rocky campaign. And you can do that by going to VoteRocky.com. You can support us financially. You can support us by getting engaged and, and, and signing up to be part of putting signs in your front yard, by knocking on doors. And even if you don't, just tell people what you've heard today. Talk to people about what the future can be if we just change directions. Yeah, well, thank you, Joe. And and I want to say personally, 
I thought you did a fantastic job today. I support you 100%. I ask all my supporters out there to start getting on board, get on the website, help Joe. I am a lifelong Pittsburgher myself. Uh, I've, I grew up in Beaver County. I've lived in Allegheny County my entire life, and I have never seen it as bad as it is right now. And we need you, Joe. We need the change. I got to think all the voters see the problems that are out there. And if we keep going with the same party that has no opposition over and over and over again and hope for a different result, then we are a bunch of fools. And uh, I wish you the best of luck and you know, keep fighting out there because we need you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, everyone.